Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. How y'all doing? I'm sorry. Got some tech stuff going on this morning. Told you we're making lots of transitions. And so um, my technology just was like, no. How y'all doing? Good morning. Yeah, gotta play with this lighting a little more. Good morning, good morning. And Facebook updated. How y'all? How y'all doing? See y'all coming in. It's Monday. Good morning. It's like one of my favorite songs. That is Reckless Love by Corey Asbury. And actually, Judah J introduced me to that song. Y'all forgive my lighting this morning. It's just still a smidgen off. Uh, We are upgrading and changing and moving. And my living room is starting. I'll post a picture in a little bit. My living room is starting to look like a studio. And so it's just amazing to see what God is doing. And every time I turn around, he inspires me uh, to do something a little different, to make a significant change. And I'm like, okay, Lord, I see you. I see what you're doing. I see what's going on here. So Instagram looks white. Facebook has a little bit of a different look, but it's all going to work for the glory of God. Well, welcome to this morning, Monday morning. Good morning to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. It's your girl, LMJ. That was Reckless Love by Corey Asbury. And I'm pretty sure the word for today is what you need because it was taking me forever to get connected to social media this morning. So I'm not going to waste a lot of time. I want to pray. I want to talk a little bit um, about what God has shown me. Don't forget, ladies, tomorrow night is Bible study. Um, invite somebody out. Have somebody come in. Uh, connect them. Tell them you need to be in Bible study uh, today and Tuesday. Uh, well, and Tuesday night, 6 p.m., 6.30, we pray. We do not pray online. We corporately pray in the building. And at 6.30, we start Bible study. We are on The Power of Words by Robert Morris. And I'm understanding more and more about what words mean. I'm going to release the devotional that I wrote today. Um, it's called Count It All Joy. I pray that you get it and you read it. Uh, Because it was fresh off the press when the Lord was giving me this yesterday. I was like, okay, Jesus, I see you, Lord. I see what you're telling me. I see how important our words is. And I see how all of this works together. So make sure, without a doubt, that you um, get the devotional. If you're not subscribed to the website, go subscribe to the website, LakeishaMJohnson.com. And I just so happen to be Lakeisha M. Johnson or LMJ. So let's pray. Um, My God, let's pray and let's get started. Father God, we thank you. We just worship you. We just bless your name. We just praise you. We just 
magnify you. We just glorify you, Lord God. We thank you for all things. We thank you for a fresh anointing. We thank you for the devotional this morning. We thank you for your word this morning. We thank you for your people this morning. We thank you for your very presence. We thank you, Lord God. You woke us up this morning. You gave us the activities of our limbs. You clothed us in our right mind. You feed us, Lord God. You give us transportation to drive. Our children are safe, Lord God. We thank you for keeping us from danger seen and unseen and putting your fortress around us. And we thank you for the Holy Spirit. We welcome you in this place today. We welcome you in this devotional. We welcome you in our lives. We thank you, Father God, for all you are, all that you do and all that you created us to be. And we just thank you, Father God, for a fresh anointing, one that destroys yokes, a bondage of sickness and disease, for it is the anointing that destroys the yoke. It is the Holy Spirit power and your word that destroys the yoke. It is your word that conforms and transforms us, Lord God. And we thank you for teaching us how to renew our mind. We thank you for supping with us. We thank you for preparing a table before us in the presence of our enemies. Lord God, we thank you that your yoke is easy and your burden is light. And we thank you for empowering us each day and daily and giving us second and third and fourth and fifth and sixth and seventh and eighth and ninth and tenth and eleventh, twelve and twelve chances. And we thank you, Lord God, that we count it all joy. Father God, we thank you that the word today is just what we need and that we're open it to receive it. So, Father, I ask that you open the eyes of our hearts and the hope and call of who you called us to be in Christ Jesus, that we're enlightened in your word, that we're empowered by your word, and that we take nothing for granted on this day, Lord God, that we walk in the fullness of who you called us to be in Christ Jesus, in Jesus name. Amen. Um, The other day, uh, last Tuesday, as a matter of fact, when I was not in Bible study, I was at New Hope Baptist Church and I was teaching uh, a singles. I was in a singles conference and I was teaching the singles class. And as I was teaching the singles class, I asked them, I said, um, who taught you how to be single? Whoever taught you to be single? And you could tell that that kind of stunned the class because most of the things we do or have or we operate in, uh, no, sometimes no one taught us or we watched by example. A lot of the information we have is because someone exemplified it uh, to us. I'm a sociologist uh, or I was trained in sociology. And so the way that I perceive and look at things are through social order, people, context. And a lot of times we see life or the things that we have had happen to us in life are because of our experiences, because of what someone told us, because of some what, what someone taught us. And the sad part about that is a lot of that negates kingdom. I'm just going to be real. Unless you were taught to live, unless you were brought up in kingdom, a lot of that negates kingdom. A lot of that has no foundation in a kingdom. And so the word comes and Jesus came so that we could come back to ourselves and come to the end of ourselves and look more and be more like kingdom because we aren't, haven't been like kingdom. We've been like what this world said. We've been like what the Pharisees said. We've been like what the scribes have said. We've been like what everybody has said that isn't kingdom, right? If you're just logging on, welcome to Coffee and Conversations. Do me a favor, go share this video, drop it on your timeline, put it in your sister group, put it in your uh, Christian devotional book, drop it in someone's inboxes. Uh, I, this is just a word 
from the Lord today. And I was grateful for it. And so because a lot of us have not learned kingdom, then a lot of our thought process um, has uh, been tainted or been constricted. And we don't even understand how divine we are. We, we do not understand how divine we are. We don't know that we're divine and we don't walk in our divinity. A lot of times we walk in according to the flesh. And if you can't pick this up spiritually, then what happens is you miss a lot of what God is saying to us in this particular circumstance or this particular situation or about life in general. And so today I want to give you a foundation for something. Remember, you've got to, if you're just logging on and this is your first time, go get all of last week. As a matter of fact, if this is your first time, go get all of last year because over the last year, God has been so strategic and so personal with us um, to get our eyes and the understanding and our lives enlightened in what kingdom looks like. He's been so strategic. He's been so intentional with us. And I am just grateful for that. I'm going to start in Habakkuk 2 today. I need you to follow along. I need you to get your pen. I need you to get your pencil. Um, you should never be before God and not, um, you should never be before God and not, um, have something to write with. I think that's always an error. I think that's always a mistake. I think that's something we do as rookies. Rookies will not come before the Lord with a pencil. Um, we accept, we, we say that our memory can retain everything. I used to be that way. I have a very good memory. I can remember a lot of things, but because other things happen, I will forget things. So I no longer leave things up to memory. I like to write absolutely everything. So hopefully you have a phone or something to write with so that you can receive what God has. I'm going into Habakkuk 2 today and we're going to talk a little bit more about vision and what God is saying to us and how he gets us in position and how he gets us in place to fulfill our destiny. So this is a really good teaching lesson. I love God because we've crossed over. He gave us instructions. He gave us wisdom. He said to us, these are the things that I need you to do. He told us to build a tabernacle. He told us to build an altar space. He said, this is what you need to do in this season. He told you that isolation was going to come. He said to you, if you really, 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 really want to walk these things out according to the word of God, this is what you're going to have to do. He's been teaching us how to study. He's been teaching us how important life is by the spirit. And so now he's the member. I told you he's going to be the pillar of cloud by night and by day. He's leading us in the direction. And if you don't receive this in your spirit, you'll miss it. So I'm going to read Habakkuk 2, 2, and then I'm going to show you some of the things God told me. Uh, it says, I have back a two. It says, I, I'm going to read a little bit more than two, two. He said, I will climb up to my watchtower and stand in my guard post there. I will wait to see what the Lord says and how he will answer my complaint. Cause there was definitely a complaint about the people. Um, he was asking the Lord for help. You got to go back up to one. He was surrounded by people who love to argue and fight, right? Uh, contention decision. He, the wicked were outnumbering the righteous and justice had become perverted. It was just a whole lot of stuff. If you read Habakkuk, it, uh, appoints to this time. And he was like, Hey Lord, when are you going to, answer me. When are you going to move? I know who you are. I know how powerful you are and I need you to do something. And so the first time the Lord replies to him and he tells him, Hey, I'm still God. Basically that's what he's telling him, but still God. So then Habakkuk comes in a second time. That's why you got to read the Bible. So Habakkuk comes in a second time and he says, um, uh, 
He says, he's asking the Lord again, are we going to continue like this? Are they going to continue? Are the wicked going to continue on? Are the wicked going to continue to be in first place? He's just asking him. And you know, we've all been in that position where we'll begin to ask Lord, where it seems like the wicked. Remember, people are not your problem when it seems like the wicked are winning, when it seems like people are overcoming, when it seems like people are the ones that are in first position. And he's asking, he said, they're worshiping you with their nets, they're burning instance. And he said, says, and so Habakkuk says, I'm going to climb up to the watch power and stand in my guard post. And I'm going to wait to see what the Lord says and how he answers my complaint. So then he says, the Lord's second reply is write my answer plainly on tablets. Habakkuk, here's what I need you to do. And I'm reading the NIV version. He says, I need you to write the vision, making plain. I need you to write my answer plainly on tablets so that a runner can carry the correct message to others. The vision is for a future time. It describes the end and it will be fulfilled. If it seems slow in coming, This is a word for somebody. If it seems slow in coming, wait patiently for it will surely take place. It is not delayed. Look at the proud. They trust in themselves and their lives are crooked, but the righteous will live by their faithfulness to God. Wealth is treacherous and the arrogant are never at rest. They have to, when you are arrogant, when you are prideful, you have to work towards things in your own strength. If you do things, come on, Holy Spirit. If you do things in your own strength, guess what happens? Things in your own strength will fail. They're going to wear you out. They're going to tire you out. So he's saying, he said, wealth is treacherous and the arrogant are never at rest. They open their mouths as wide as the grave and like death, they are never satisfied. Pride, haughtiness, arrogance, people who are on their own path and their own agenda, they will never be satisfied in their greed. They've gathered up many nations and swallowed many people's people, but soon their captors will taunt them. They will mock them saying what sorrow awaits you thieves. Now you will get what you deserve. You become rich by exhortation, but how much longer can this go on? Suddenly your debtors will take action. They will turn on you and take all you have. My God, this is why I know that there is something significant about being the head and not the tail about being the lender and not the borrower. He says, soon your debtors will turn, will turn on you. God is so strategic with us. He says, soon your debtors, they will take all you have while you stand trembling and helpless because you have plundered many nations. Now all the survivors will plunder you. You committed murder, throughout the countryside and fill the towns with violence. What sorrow awaits you who build big houses with money gained dishonestly. You believe your wealth will buy security, putting your family's nest beyond the reach of danger. But by the murders you committed, you have shamed your name and forfeited your life. The very stones in the walls cry out against you and the beams in the ceilings echo the complaint. What sorrows await you who build cities with money gained through murder and corruption. And the Lord just goes on. He says, has not the Lord of heaven's armies promised that the wealth of nations will turn to ashes. They work so hard, but all in vain for as the waters fill the sea, the earth will be filled with an awareness 
of the glory of the Lord. Well, sorrows await you who make your neighbors drunk. You force your cup on them so you can gloat over their shame or nakedness. But soon it will be your turn to be disgraced. Come drink and be exposed. Drink from the cup of the Lord's judgment and all your glory will be turned to shame. And you cut down from the forest of Lebanon. Now you will be cut down. You destroyed the wild animals. So now their terrors will be yours. You committed murder throughout the countryside and filled the towns with violence. What good is an idol carved by man or cast an image that deceives you? How foolish to trust in your own creation, a God that can't even talk. What sorrow awaits you who to say to wooden idols, wake up and save us to speechless stone images. You say, rise up and teach us. Can an idol tell you what to do? They may be overlaid with gold and silver, but they are lifeless inside. But the Lord in his holy temple, let all the earth be silent before them. So that's a, that's Habakkuk too. I needed to read that to you. I needed to be obedient to the Holy Spirit. And now I need to break some of this down for us so that we can digest this. Because he told us, he said, you're supposed to make it plain so they that read it can can run with it. They that read it can take it. They that read it can grow from it. They that read it can maximize it. They that read it can apply it to their own lives. And so anytime someone teaches, it should be able to be where it's easy and it's going to be applicable to your own life. But he was telling them, he said, do not be worried about people who gain things wickedly or gain things on their own strength or gain things that only what you do for God is going to last. And I'm just going to be honest with you. The world has presented so much success to us that we believe that that's godly success success and it seems like it's lasting and it seems like it's cool and it seems like it um it seems like it's the way we're supposed to go but if it has no wisdom attached to it from God it's gonna fail it's gonna corrupt it's gonna you you've seen it we've seen cycles um as a sociologist we've we've been taught to study economic cycles we've seen the black market crash uh we've been in economic turmoil for a long time well anytime you build wealth and build vision outside of God's will for your life it's gonna going to look like that. So let me tell you what vision is. Vision is like a supernatural encounter that conveys revelation. That's what vision is. It's a supernatural encounter that conveys revelation. Vision is going to give you revelation from God. Vision is going to give you clarity. It's going to give you direction. It's going to give you ideas. It's going to have a positive influence. And when vision, here is how you know whether or not vision comes from God or vision comes from people. Because when vision, come on Holy Spirit, when vision is from God, it's going to lead you closer to Christ. When vision is from man, it's going to lead you away from Christ. So anytime we start building business, ministries, marriages, anything without clear vision and revelation of what this marriage and what this vision and what this friendship and what this relationship is supposed to be in this season, if we don't have clear revelation, then guess what? It's not going to be drawn to Christ. When we read Habakkuk 2 or you go back to Habakkuk 1, he's like, everyone is in uh, turmoil. Everyone is arguing. Everyone is in strife. People are building business and all these things. And they're doing all of these things with God. So the vision, when we have a revelation or vision for something, if you have a vision statement, um, uh, then we're going to be able to see, um, it's, 
and it's an, um, and, and it's seeing what we see in the supernatural. It's not seeing what we see in the natural. It's a revelation from God and it's always going to lead us closer to Christ. If you are attached, thank you, Tammy. That's so real. Tammy, that's so real. If you are attached to anything, I don't care what social order. I don't care who told you it was successful. I don't care what you thought it was. If you are attached to anything and it is not leading you closer to Christ, it does not have like Christ attributes, Christ behaviors. If you're attached to something, it's got a lot of gossip. It's got a lot of strife. It don't have a lot of bond. It doesn't have a lot of sisterhood. It don't have a lot of brotherhood. It's not leading you closer to Christ. Then that is probably revelation that that thing was not built on God because when a vision is built on God, it's going to draw you closer to Christ. When a relationship is built on God, it's going to draw you closer to Christ. If you have relationships around you that are not built on God, they're not going to draw you closer to Christ. As a matter of fact, they're going to draw you away from Christ. Any relationship, any circumstance, any situation that you're attached to that draws you away from Christ is not something you're even supposed to be attached to. And I, I told you guys in this season, isolation was going to come and you're going to know, you're going to feel the press to be detached from people and things that do not line up with the word of God. And the reason is because that doesn't align up with God's vision for you in this next season. And you got to be okay from, to step away from things and you got to be okay to let things go. And you got to be okay to be in new spaces and with new people and new friends and let God develop your circles because we've messed up our circles way too long. The second part of this is the herald or they that run with it. In another version of this, when you read they that wait upon the Lord, it says, so the heralds can run with it. And so a herald, the herald is a French word. And what heralds were, I love this, what heralds were, were they would push, um, they would motion, they would challenge, they would either denounce or proclaim a thing. The herald, the proclaimer, the publisher, the forerunner, the precursor, that was the herald. So the herald could get the vision, take the vision and run with the vision and pronounce that this is the vision of the Lord and not the vision of man. Another word that's used in another version is the minstrel, the psalmist, the songs that will take that we can take. You know how we like music, you know how David wrote the Psalms. And a lot of times people say, oh, those were just David's Psalms or songs. No, he was a minstrel for God. And so he was taking the vision and running with the vision through song and giving us encouraging words like Psalms 91 and other things that will become our guidance and our purpose. So the, the minister, the herald could run with it and convey the message. That is why we have appointed, I'm going to show you some stuff, appointed men and women of God. So the singer, the musical performance, uh, those, that's why you have to be very careful about what music you put in your spirit, because if it is not leading you close to Christ, your body is the temple of the Holy ghost. If the music is not leading you close, close to Christ, then the music shouldn't be in your ear. If the movie, the television show is not leading you close to Christ. See, your spirit was created to respond to music, right? You were created to worship God and worship has nothing to do with music. But if you don't have the right music in your spirit and your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, then your, what you're getting does not glorify God. That's the, that's the question that you ask. Is this relationship bringing me closer to Christ? Is this music bringing me closer to Christ? Is this show bringing me closer to Christ? Is what I'm doing bringing me closer to Christ? But not also... 
if is this person am i bringing people closer are my actions bringing people closer to christ because if my actions are not bringing people closer to christ if i'm anywhere and my relationship or my actions are not bringing people closer to christ then i'm not doing what i'm supposed to be doing and this world will tell you is so insignificant and i'm telling you so insignificant. so the first thing that the lord gives us is write the vision god has a vision for your life and when people don't tell me they don't know their purpose or they understand their purpose then i know for a fact i'm just gonna be honest that they are not reading the bible they don't understand the word they don't understand their righteousness and i understand now <clears throat> excuse me i couldn't get it at first i understand now why god put me in position to coach. I didn't understand what purpose coaching was. I didn't want to do it at first, but God gave me clarity and revelation of why he gave me, he put me on earth in this time to be an answer to some people where it's a little bit more difficult for them to find the answer. So when someone tells me they don't understand or get their purpose, I understand why, because they're not spending enough time in the word and they don't understand what's coded in the DNA. The Bible makes it abundantly clear. So if you've been trying to figure out, oh my gosh, what is my purpose? I'm going to tell you right now, the Bible make it, makes it abundantly clear that God created man and woman and that he created him for his glory, period. That, that you're here for God's glory. It's not for your own glory. It's not for you to be a great phenom. You'll be made one when you're in his, you are here, period for God's glory. And the world will tell you what that glory looks like. And God has been trying to show you how he can get glory out of your life all the time. You're not, that, that's all you hear. You're here for God's glory. Isaiah 43 and seven says, everyone who is called by my name, who I created for my glory, whom I formed and made. If you've been trying to figure out your purpose, your purpose is you were created for God's glory. That, that's why you were created. You were not created for the glory of Lakeisha. I was not created for Lakeisha's glory. I was not created for man's glory. And that's why you have to be so careful because man will try to exploit your gift. Man will try to ex exploit your gift and make it about you. As I was meditating this morning, I was understanding why God didn't want me to take this path. That was not my path in education because he knew um, that if I would have continued on the path of education, I would have got the glory out of my life and he wouldn't have been able to get the glory out of my life because I would have been too ignorant um, of the spiritual things that I needed to tap in. I knew God, I was acknowledging God, but I didn't come into the relationship with God until I was removed away from those things that were hindered me from coming into a relationship with God. So my second thing to you is, what does it look like for me to glorify God? Psalms 102 and three says we're to worship God with gladness and know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. And part of what that looks like if we're going to glorify God as our creator is to praise and worship him. So can I tell you something? That's why the enemy likes to have you in constant turmoil because he knows that if you are mumbling, if you are complaining, if you are worried and you are weary, then God is not getting the glory out your life. He knows that. That's why he presents situations to you. And because no one ever taught you how to count it all joy or lean on the father or be dependent upon the Holy Spirit, then our mouths set to sin. The enemy is looking for every word that comes out your mouth, right? And so you're not going to 
fulfill and glorify God if the pressure is great and you're complaining about your job or murmuring and complaining about your kids or your relationship instead of pushing positioning yourself in prayer and dealing with the Holy Spirit. So we are, so we, that's praise and worship. That's the second way we glorify God. And then we fulfill our purpose of glorifying God by living in relationship and faithful service to him. And you can see that in first Samuel 12 and 24 and John 17 and four, God created you in his image. That's Genesis 1, 26 and seven. Your purpose cannot be fulfilled out side of God. Your purpose cannot be fulfilled in your own timing. Your purpose cannot be fulfilled doing your own thing. Your purpose cannot be fulfilled in your own way. But in our fallen state of sin, sin separated us from God. And then we started glorifying ourselves instead of glorifying God. Uh, we started fulfilling purpose ourselves instead of fulfilling purpose in God. We started living God our own way. The problem with King Solomon, even though he was wise, he started living life for his own pleasure, right? And instead of living a life that was obedience to God. But at the end of his life, he concluded, you know what? My life of honor and a life of obedience to God is our only way. And so that was why it was necessary for us to have Jesus so that we could understand our purpose. You are only going to be able to glorify God through God, you're not going to, and through Jesus and with the help of the Holy Spirit, you're not going to be able to glorify God in your own way or on your own man's success. You know, the scripture says there's a way that seems right to the man. There's a way that seems right. I told you, we, we talked about systems a while back. Systems are created so that you can be comfortable or receive something that makes you feel like this is the way of the Lord because it feels good to you. The word of God and God is not a feeling. It's not a feeling. It's not an emotion. That's why you can't afford to be led by your emotions or your feelings. That's why I tell you all the time, just because you attended a service and it seemed high in emotions and feeling doesn't mean that the anointing of the glory of the Lord is there. So and I'm going to wrap this up and we're going to part two this. This is going to be something strong we chew on because this is important for this next session, this season that we have clarity. So let's back it up. One, you're going to write the vision. Vision is what? It's revelation from God about who you are. And you're going to begin to understand that my purpose really doesn't look like someone else's. It may be similar to someone else's, but it doesn't look like someone else's. And so if I don't understand my purpose or I'm still struggling with my purpose is because I haven't spent enough time in the Word and I didn't realize the reason that I am here is for the glory of God. It's not for my own fame. It's not for my own fortune. It's for me to serve God through my talents and my gifts. Um, and then I'm only going to gain this through knowledge and intimacy of him through Jesus Christ and with the help of the Holy Spirit. That's the only way this is going to manifest. If you're trying to manifest your purpose, if you're trying to walk in this next season, if you're trying to get your riches, if you're trying to get your healing, if you're trying to walk in your wealth, if you want divine appointments and you want divine assignments and you want to walk in everything that God has you, the only way you're going to be able to walk in this is that you understand that your, your purpose is for you to glorify God. That's why the enemy does not want you to glorify God. That's why he wants you to complain, to murmur, and not walk into the fullness of who you are. So Habakkuk has already set the charge. He's already talked about what the people had. And the Lord is clear to tell him. And this is this has been constant. He keeps telling us, don't worry about what the wicked are accomplished. 
Don't worry about what you see people outside the will of God. Don't worry about, can I tell you something? If you want to know whether or not you should be connected to somebody, you need to look at their fruits. My God, you need to study their life. You need to see whether or not this purpose, this person will bring you closer to Christ are the things that they're doing will lead me closer to Christ. If you're trying to figure out whether or not you need to be in a relationship or someone you should date this person, is this person, does this person have the capacity to walk with me in purpose and lead me closer to Christ? That's your girlfriends. <laughs> That's your mama them. Cause God will bring you surrogates, right? He'll bring you surrogates, people who will be in position. But if you don't understand clarity, vision and revelation, and that you were here to put glorify God, it'll be masked in all kinds of world systems and you'll get caught up. When the Lord started talking to me about purpose coaching, I couldn't get it. I was like, this is people are life coaching and all this other stuff. He said, no, I created you for something different. I need you to teach people how to tap into their person purpose through kingdom, not this world's system. I need you to teach people kingdom, Lakeisha. They need to learn that, that my, their vision for their life is in my kingdom and it's in my purpose. And this is what Jesus did. Well, that's it for today. I think that's enough for you to chew on and enough for you to pray about. We're going to chew through this this week. This is so rich. It's too rich to go fast. I don't, uh, one of the things that the Lord was showing me this reason, he said, sometimes y'all read or study something and not go back and revisit it because you think that's it. And what I've been trying to show you is in reading, you'll miss something. And so you got to go back to something to see something. When I was reading Habakkuk, I'd always focused on two. I didn't realize what was happening in one, um, because we don't understand seasons and how the Lord works and his timing and what kingdom says we'll miss things because and take off on our own journey and start doing our own thing and creating calamities. And if you didn't see the video yesterday, I dropped a, a short called false starts, right? And we will have a false start because anxiety, because we're overwhelmed, because we won't trust the word, because we don't slow down, because we don't know how to listen, because we don't have the word of the Lord in our heart. And we, we think, um, we think we could. That's why sometimes people want to attach to people who are really teaching the word because they don't like the rebuke that the word is giving them. Right. But the proverb said, if you are, you rebuke, uh, a wise person, they become wiser. Well, if you rebuke a mocker or someone who's not wise, they going to blow up on you. They going to blow up on you. Cause it ain't no wisdom. A wise person can take a rebuke, pray about the rebuke, study the rebuke, ask the Holy spirit for revelation and they'll go wiser. But an unwise person will blow up on you, throw tantrums, call you a hater, say you don't, you don't like them. You ain't for them and all of these other things. And the only reason they're doing it is because they don't want to receive the wisdom of the Holy Spirit. They would rather trust the wisdom of the world than trust the wisdom of the Holy Spirit. Isn't that good? Like, isn't this good? I'm like, Lord, thank you for this. We needed this for the fourth quarter instructions. We needed this. The prophetess in our house, one of the prophetess in our house pronounced a word over the house. And 
one of the things she said is was in the fourth quarter, people like to relax. If they didn't, can I tell you, there's a fourth quarter, quarter anointing available. Most people, if they didn't achieve it all year in the fourth quarter, they'll just say, oh, I'll start it next year. But there's a fourth quarter anointing and grace on my life right now. I'm just telling you to push strong, to push hard, to get focused so that we can finish this year out and do absolutely everything the Lord said. We don't have to wait to 2020. We ain't got to wait on 2020 to achieve. We got October to December to, to still fulfill purpose, to still walk into the plan, to still do that. Everything God asked us to do, if we will be intentional, if we will wait on the Holy Spirit, and if we will make a decision, you know what? I'm not going to, only what I do for God will last. I'm not going to continue to do things my way or this world's way. I'm only going to attach to things that bring me close to Jesus. I'm only going to attach to, I'm only going to be, I'm only going to bring people closer to Jesus, or I'm not going to use loose words out my mouth. I think when you see the devotional today and, and this week, this teaching, you'll understand how important the words are out your mouth and you'll look at words so, so different. Let's pray and let's get out of here. I love you. I thank you for this Holy Spirit. Thank you for your word. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your impartation. Thank you for giving us wisdom this week and knowledge. Thank you for fourth quarter instructions. Thank you for a fourth quarter anointing. Thank you for the grace that's on my life, the grace that's on your people. Thank you, Father God, for the glory of the Lord, the wisdom and the truth. I thank you for this word today because you are setting order in our lives so that we can finish right? And finish strong. You are completing a thing in us. You are not forsaking us. You are not abandoning us. You are not leaving us without the wisdom, knowledge, and the understanding we need. This, this season is a brand new season. And I thank you, Lord God, that your glory is all up in it. Manifest your glory. Show us your glory so that we can take back things for kingdom. Lord God, I thank you that your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. My God, we thank you for your glory. We thank you for your ministering angels that go before us. We thank you for you are giving us and teaching us all things and that we're anxious for nothing, everything in prayer and supplication, making our requests known because you're going to answer. And we thank you for Jesus. 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 My God, we thank you for Jesus. And we thank you for the wisdom of the Holy Spirit. I hope you take this word today and chew on it because God is going to build on it this week. I'm not going to rush this. I feel the Holy Spirit telling me not to rush this thing. I wrote down so much, but this is these fourth quarter instructions so that we can finish strong so we can build. And for those of us that will have a bursting, <laughs> for those of us that will have a bursting in the beginning of 2020, it's going to be because you finished out the four, you followed the fourth quarter instructions at the end of the year. And it's going to make it's going to burn. You're going to burst at the beginning of the year. And the reason that you're going to burst at the beginning of the year is because of the fourth. It's because you've been very intentional, very focused, 
and following the fourth quarter instructions, leaning not into your own understanding, acknowledging all your ways and allowing the Lord to direct your path, waiting on the Lord so he can teach you how to soar so that in see 2020 going to run fast and run hard. It's going to run fast and it's going to run hard. And you're going to have to have the strength of the eagle. You're going to have to learn how to walk and not faint. You're going to have to know how to keep your eyes on the Lord. You're going to have to trust God. You're going to have to not be connected to things that are not of God in 2020. So if you follow the fourth quarter instructions, when you transition into 2020, when people are lagging, you're going to burst forth because there's going to be a different anointing and grace on your life so that you can move into what God has for you next. My God, my God, my God, my God, my God, my God. Holy Spirit, thank you for the word. 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 So there's a bursting coming forth in 2020. There's a bursting coming forth. And it's because you follow these instructions. So you're not at the end of yourself. It's not too late. It's not too late for you to transition. It's not too late for you to come to Christ. It's not too late for you to receive Christ as Lord and Savior in your life. It's not too late for you to start over. It's not too late for you to repent. It's not too, it's not too late. I got some coaching, coaching sessions that I'm releasing soon. Some of y'all asked me about was I going to go back into personal coaching? I am. Um, God is doing some things. I got some people I'm emailing it to first because I promised them I'm only taking so much people, but I got some stuff I'm going to release for y'all soon because I understand my purpose. I understand that I'm the answer. I understand that I'm the answer. So let's pray. Father God, we thank you. We bless. I'm going to go. <laughs> we thank you for those that continuously give and sow into this ministry. We thank you for those that came to Christ. We thank you for those we thank you father god and bless the giving of your people father god we thank you for instructions for wisdom and knowledge we thank you for partnership we thank you for divine doors open we thank you father god for just all you are lord god we thank you father god for just an anointing and a grace upon our life and the wisdom that you're giving us we thank you father god i for those that sow seeds into this ministry, I just want to bless your offering today. Thank you for continuously sowing, for advancing kingdom. Um, we thank you, Father God, that you said given it shall be given unto us. Press down, shake together, runneth over. We thank you, Father God, just your open up doors and it's manifesting and harvesting through the sea. I love y'all so much. I got to get off here. I love y'all so much. I can't wait this week. I can't wait to see what all gives us. I hope that you have a spirit of expectancy. You, I would expect God this week. I would expect to encounter him. I would expect for clarity. I would expect prophecy. I would expect vision. I would expect revelation. I would expect the Holy Spirit to be on the scene every day this week. Miracles, signs and wonders and manifestations of him. Uh, I just would expect that this week. I would expect that for the rest of my life. I would believe God. I would trust God. I would act in kingdom. I would ask the Lord to show me where I'm not acting in kingdom. I'm telling you, there's about to be something birthed. I, I can't, I just want to, I want to get like, I want to just open my door and y'all say, come in and let me just lay hands on y'all. Help you birth. I feel the push. Some of y'all are about to give birth to some magnificent things. And, and this is just the word of the Lord. Some of you guys are getting ready to walk into the fullness of who God called you to be. You just need to tap into these fourth quarter end of instruction. Marriages are going to be produced. Ministries, uh, businesses, books are going to be written. God has just been showing this. You're going to give birth in this season. Just hold on and stay
Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.